This is God's servant Philip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you have in store for us today. Lord, we are in the midst of the one who can do all things. There's no limitation for God. There's no limitation unto you. You are the, the one who moves in signs and wonders, miracles and the display of great power. Lord, we are here to be ministered by your word. We desire to be ministered by your word, to be instructed by your word. Help us, we pray, to pay attention, to receive from you, to receive from you this morning, that we may be changed, that we may be changed. Cause the word to affect us, Lord. May the word affect us. May the word affect us. Cause things to change within us. May perspectives be shaped this morning. May our outlook change this morning. May our flaws be corrected this morning. May we, may we be groomed into the likeness of Christ more this morning. Perfection that is in Christ, which we have attained already in the spiritual Lord, may it be made manifest even in the physical. Thank you, Lord, for what you have in store. Thank you for the power of your word. Who can contain your word? Who can stop what God can do? Thank you, Lord. We come against every scheme of the enemy. We render it powerless by the power of your word. And declare victory in this place. Thank you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. Um, we already considered the same passage from the Amplified. Okay, Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 to 8. I'm going to read till 4 to Till 7. Okay, let's read till 7 today. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight. Take pleasure. Hallelujah. You like what, is, what you see up here? I hope you all paid attention to this work of art. Praise God. I want to appreciate the people who did this for us. I want you to Take a closer look after the service if you can. Come closer and read those phrases, those words that you see up here. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight. Take pleasure in Him. Again I will say, rejoice. Let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, say graciousness. I hope you remember those five words that we learned last week. Graciousness, say graciousness. The Lord is teaching us a few things about gentleness. Amen. 
we heard it on sunday we heard it on friday and we going to hear it one more time today probably graciousness say graciousness unselfishness mercy tolerance and patience be known to all people the lord is near do not be anxious or worried about anything but in everything every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving continue to make your specific request known to god and the peace of god that that peace which reassures the heart that peace which transcends all understanding that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds okay i want you to imagine this picture this in your in your head okay that peace which stands guard what is standing guard over your hearts and your minds the peace of god is guarding standing guard you might be sleeping you might be taking a nap you might be rest, resting but the peace of god is has taken up guard over your hearts over your minds in christ jesus amen that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in christ jesus is yours amen now last week we looked at those traits of of a gentle spirit i'm not going to repeat those um <clears throat> not going to elaborate on those words one more time uh, but i just want you to learn those words and uh reflect on these words graciousness say graciousness together say graciousness graciousness unselfishness mercy tolerance and patience i hope you did some practicing of these words these uh, character traits this week i hope you are you're practicing graciousness this week did you practice graciousness this week to give more than what they deserve to be generous to be kind that's what it means to be kind hearted to give generously without repro- reproach i hope you uh, you practice unselfishness this week considering the other person more than yourself the other person more than yourself you you saw a need you found that somebody needed some help i hope you put yourself below that person's need and place him above your your own um need there's unselfishness creating opportunities to thrive encouraging others to go up higher giving preference to others then it says mercy say mercy i hope you exercise the mercy this week i'm telling you this there are, there are ample opportunities to exercise mercy everywhere we look every day is an opportunity to exercise mercy forgiveness forgive 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 walk in forgiveness now you'll feel light in your body it's better than any workout i'm telling you it's better than any workout walk in forgiveness say tolerance i hope you 
gave others chance and space gave room to repent and to grow patience say patience meaning for barons for barons do not be rash i ho- i hope you were not hasty this week i hope you were composed i hope you didn't retaliate or return evil with evil how many of you faced evil this week some form of evil or the other nobody this me <laughs> i hope you didn't retaliate with evil man then goes on to say let your jealous spirit be known to all men why the lord is near the lord is who's near the lord is near today's morning headlines say the lord is near now you read all those headlines and you're like confused what's happening i'll give you the condensed version of all those headlines put together the lord is near that's what malayala manorama said this morning they don't know what they said but that's what it means that's what the hindu and the indian express and the times of india they all said the same thing the lord is near amen let the reality continually stay on top of your mind do not live any way you want do not live any way you want why the lord is near no exercise these character traits why because the lord is near you don't have so much of ch- of time the lord is near live in a way that will remind others that the lord is near live in a way that will remind others that jesus is near is coming is near sometimes i wonder where is the urgency of christianity where is the urgency of christianity why has the church seemingly lost the urgency of christianity what's the urgency of christianity the urgency to live a holy life when you read the you study the epistles there's an urgency a tone of urgency in instruction towards righteousness towards holiness towards walking in a manner worthy of the lord somehow the church i don't want to generalize it and i usually make the mistake of generalizing things but somehow you know a, a fraction of the church a fair fraction of the church seem to have lost that urgency somewhere down the line now let's bring back the urgency we need to be we need to bring back the urgency in the church that causes people to live in the light of the fact that the lord is the lord is the lord is paul the lord is the lord is the lord is jesus is jesus is he is near i hope a sing not a single day goes by without you giving close consideration to this fact the lord is near i hope your days are filled with this consideration that the lord is near
these traits that we just spoke about if these traits are not operational in us you know what will happen we will lose that urgency if you're not living a life of graciousness and unselfishness and mercy and tolerance and then we will lose then we lose that urgency with which we are supposed to live a holy life a life worthy of the calling of god now you know what will set in if you are not if you're not walking in these traits lukewarmness say lukewarmness lukewarmness will set in and what will happen to those who are lukewarm what did jesus say concerning lukewarmness i will spew them out of my so there's a warning concerning lukewarmness so when you consider these scriptures and it says it 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 closes by that phrase the lord is near is a reminder to us that we should not be lukewarm but we need to have an urgency in the way we live our lives we we need to be hot or cold we cannot be in the in the middle hallelujah the lord is near the lord is near say near, near. the lord is near. say near Now I wanted to pay close attention to that word near say near. near near the lord is near when something spectacular is about to happen there's so much of excitement concerning it right david man is excited about something that's going to happen in his life it's very near say near it's near senia david senia near the lord is the lord is dami senia near man near the lord is one more time senia 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 consider the word near the lord is That's why I said we cannot live any way we want. The Lord is near. He's near. He's near. We don't have that kind of time with us. Oh, how I wish 2022 is the year. Oh, how I wish 2022 is the year of the coming of the Lord to take us with Him. There's nothing I look forward to in life. There's nothing more exciting to me. Verse six: Do not be anxious. Say anxious. Oh, worried about anything. Say anything. But in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer. 
and petition with thanksgiving continue to make your specific request known to god what is it verse said do not be or one more time say anxious say worried say anxiety say worry do you know that anxiety is a million dollar industry anxiety is a it's a million dollar industry or a billion dollar industry maybe i underestimated the power of one a few zeros it's a billion dollar industry and you see the world offering fake remedies for anxiety there are anxiety pills available tranquilizers antidepressants many different kinds of concoctions available in the market for what to reduce to reduce there are people making money because of your your anxiety do you know that there are people making money because of man's anxiety and the truth of the matter is believe me or not that's your choice the truth of the matter is the world does not want you to get rid of your anxiety the world does not want anybody to get rid of anxiety because anxiety equal to money that's right keep that perspective anxiety equal to money so the next time you hear the word anxiety that's right it's money in 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 more the more ways than one i'm going to explain different ways in which anxiety equals money the world is making money there are many industries which thrive on man's anxiety the pharma industry of course obviously the drugs and chemicals industry the media industry is thriving on man's man's anxiety the entertainment industry they get a share out of man's anxiety the food and beverages industry by the way and there are people who get, have uh, eating disorders because of anxiety they they have different products to cater to your anxiety you can order the kind of food the kind of drink that will cater to your anxiety a drink your worries away that's right drink your worries away hallelujah if you study the history of man in the light of god's word you will realize that indulgence in the world is what causes anxiety indulgence in the things which are not pleasing to god is what will cause you know as a christian we must have this perspective if you take your eyes of jesus you're prone to be anxious you're prone to be worried if you keep your eyes on jesus you're safe but the moment you take your eyes of jesus even if it's for a moment i'll tell you how peter you know did a, a thing which no man has ever attempted he walked on water that's quite a bit of bravery quite a bit of boldness and bravery and courage and confidence 
Call me and I'll come. I'll walk on water and come. Not much people have done that. And he walked. He walked. He took a few steps towards Jesus. After a few steps, I don't know what happened. Maybe he became a little self-reliant or self-dependent. Maybe his uh, confidence level increased to such an extent that he wanted to take a look around. The formula was look at Jesus. The secret of walking on water is keep your eyes on Jesus. But the moment he turned his eyes around, took his eyes off Jesus, he saw the wind. I still don't know how you can see the wind. He saw the wind and the storm and all the things that which cannot be seen by natural eyes. But he saw it. He saw the wind, the Bible says. Then what happened? He began to sink. Why? He was afraid. Say afraid. If you take your eyes off Jesus, even if it's for a moment, there's a very high chance that you are, that you can get anxious. Say anxious. So one moment with his eyes off Jesus almost got him drowned in mid-sea. Okay, look, look here, look here, look here. Look here, all of you, look here. One moment with his eyes of Jesus almost got him drowned in mid-sea. It doesn't take long for a person to start sinking. It doesn't take long for a person to start sinking. The man was keep, see the, man, the man was placing firm steps upon the sea, upon the water, and he was making progress. But a few moments, maybe a couple of moments, he took his eyes off Jesus and he began to sink. Do not take your eyes off Jesus. Look to Jesus always. Look to Jesus always. Consider Jesus always. 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 Was the storm a, a reality when Peter walked on water? What do you think, Michael? Was the storm a reality when Peter walked on water? Huh? You think so? It was a reality, right? The storm was for real. So if you keep your eyes of Jesus, there's a higher reality, a higher reality. Which makes every other reality a virtual thing. That's right, the name above all names. The one person, the presence of whom, the, the vision of this one person can make everything else, like that song says, strangely grow dim. Song says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full on his wonderful face and the things of this world will go strangely dim. The realities of this world will grow strangely dim. When you keep your eyes on the higher reality, who is Jesus. 
No problem is we pay a lot of attention, we give a lot of attention to the things which are of this world. And we make a big deal out of it. Oh, like that. Oh, like this it is. Oh, it's big, it's huge, it's humongous. It's powerful, it's mighty. What about your God? What about your God? All the adjectives in the world you're using for these things that you see in the world. Keep your eyes on Jesus. When he becomes real, everything else becomes virtual. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I, I checked the dictionary for the word meaning of anxiety. You know what the dictionary says about anxiety? Anxiety is distress. Say distress or uneasiness of the mind. One more time. Anxiety is distress or uneasiness of the mind caused by fear of danger or misfortune. I don't know how a Christian can be anxious. You, you explain this to me. You explain this to me. How can a Christian be anxious? And you consider that meaning, it is impossible for a Christian to be? What are you talking about? You're talking about fear of misfortune. For whom? For a Christian. The fear of danger. For whom? For a Christian. You explain, you explain fear of any kind for a Christian, except the fear of the Lord. Does not apply to a Christian. It's not scriptural. It is not legal. Say legal. It's not legal. It is illegal for a Christian to be under a fear. It's the greatest anomaly for a Christian to be under fear. So that's what the Bible says. God has not given, given to us a spirit of So a spirit of fear is not within us. Then who causes fear? The devil causes fear. The spirit that is in us is the spirit of power, love, and sound, say sound mind. Sound mind. This, this anxiety is about distress or uneasiness of the mind. We have a? Not a distressed mind. Say no distressed mind. Not an uneasy mind. We have the mind of Christ. And I'm telling you, the mind of Christ never had distress. He never had any fear of, the, or, or mis, of misfortune or danger. He never had. And even when he went to the cross, you know, he was at perfect peace. He endured the cross. For the joy set before him, the Bible says. So he was joyful when he went on to the cross. Full of peace. Full of joy. The burden was too much for him. But he endured it full of joy, full of peace. That's why he's called the Prince of the Prince of Peace. Now, no other book in this world, no other book, no other book in this world deals with the subject of anxiety like the Bible. 
No other book. I'm telling you, you I, I'm going to give you a challenge. You find, give me a book that deals with the subject anxiety. Anywhere close to the Bible. You, you, it's a challenge, open challenge. No book talks about anxiety the way the Bible talks about it. No book deals with this issue the way the Bible deals with it. You know, that's why we read the Bible, the, 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 you flip the pages of this Bible and you will see uh, scriptures like, do not, do not be, do not be dismayed, do not be afraid, be not anxious, do not worry, fear not, let not your heart be troubled. The Bible is full of that. The Bible is full of that. And when you consider all these scriptures, you'll realize one thing. You'll realize something. You know what it is? Anxiety is a choice. No doctor will tell you that, will they? Anxiety is a, it's a wrong choice. It's a wrong choice. It's a choice. It's a wrong choice. Now why else would the Bible go like this? Do not fear. It's like, okay, you have a choice not to fear. Otherwise, will the Bible talk like that? Do not be dismayed. How can the Bible talk like that unless there is a choice for you not to be dismayed? So this implies that every man has a choice to be anxious or not. And the Bible does not lie. That's right. It's a choice that you make. Choose life. Now your doctor might tell you that anxiety is a result of stress. Your doctor might tell you that anxiety is the result of chemical imbalance. Or that anxiety is hereditary. Or that anxiety is a result of uh, an organ malfunctioning or a system failure. But actually the Bible is, gives a much simpler diagnosis than all that. Sin causes anxiety. Sin causes anxiety. And the cross of Jesus is the solution to anxiety. Period. Nothing more to say about these things. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. The solution to human anxiety is what God has given you. The power of God's word. That's right. Perfect love which casts out every fear. When you're preaching the gospel, you're preaching Jesus who is perfect, the epitome of perfect love. Who casts out every form of fear. It cannot be. The Bible says, do not be anxious or worried about anything. Anything, it says. Anything. Do not be anxious or worried about anything. So that's the power of the gospel. Because the gospel screams to mankind, do not fear. The gospel screams to mankind, do not fear. It screams to mankind, rejoice. What is the gospel? Glad tidings of great joy. The gospel is the good news. 
good news the power of god that's right unto salvation do not be anxious or worried about anything some of you are right now worried about so many things some of you are watching me online you're worried about so many things some of you are here you're worried about so many things some of you are worried about lunch what's going to happen one hour from now what are we going to eat anxiety how are we going to eat who's going to cook for us some of you are worried about your pet some of you are worried about your children some of you are worried about fuel prices do not let worry to thrive in the church now you you know believer you are you're close to believers you're having fellowship do not let worry or anxiety to have sway over a believer you sense anxiety in somebody address it address it speak the word declare god's word over it pray about it because the human mind if left without any restraint will be constantly churning out anxiety i give you 5 minutes i say you can think can be by yourself and if i can read uh, if if i can use a mind reader and i can read your minds then i'll be reading one anxious thought after the other that's the condition of human mind full of anxious thoughts full of fears a mind which is not subject to the spirit is full of anxiety i'll repeat that one more time a mind which is not subject to the holy spirit is full of anxiety matthew chapter 6 um verse 25 for this reason i say to you do not be worried about your life when now we had to find out what's the reason I had to find out what's the reason it says for this reason i say to you do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink no for your body as to what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing okay let's read the previous verse put the previous verse for me verse 24 i told you i told you anxiety equals money there you see another perspective of this no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other you cannot serve god and you cannot serve god and wealth say wealth say money say mammon hallelujah you cannot serve god and wealth and he goes on to say for this reason i say to you do not be worried why because wealth is worry money is worry for this reason i say to you do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat 
what you will drink know for your body as to what you will put on is not life more than food hello do you know that life is more than life is more than food is more than some of the questions that we ask reasoning out things what will bring food to the table life is more than there are other things more important than man shall not live by see jesus is when he speaks he puts everything in perspective man shall not live by bread alone life is more than food is not life more than food and body more than clothing look at the birds of the air i love the scripture look at the birds of the air i hope you take time to look at the birds of the air i encourage you to do some bird watching it's a commandment look at the that's right it's a commandment in the bible to look at the birds of the air when sometimes uh, dami will come to me and say apa i'm bored i'm bored what can we do some fun tell me some fun he wants to always do something all the time so he gets bored with something and we have probably restricted him from doing something that he likes to do so he'll come to me and ask what can we do so i'll tell him go around and look at the birds look at the plants and the trees oh it's a trademark sound that my son makes but the bible says look at the birds in the air it's a commandment look at the birds in the air it says look at the birds in the air that they do not so no reap no gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them Amen. some of us really need to consider this and get a hold of this reality jesus is telling us to consider the the birds in the air that they don't sow they don't reap they don't gather into barns yet the heavenly father feeds them so we think we have to do the sowing and the reaping and gathering into barns so that finally we can eat some they have so much of extra that they even feed human beings bible says he gives them food in their due season due season you don't know what maybe you have a calendar you have a timetable for your for for your diet but i'm telling you there's somebody who knows it better than you somebody who knows it so precisely what exactly need the correct amount of nutrition that you need for today he'll provide in due season as some of you take pride in watching your calories and and counting your carbohydrates and this and that and your protein intake and all that stuff i'm telling you there's a father up in heaven who knows so he's intimately acquainted with all your ways he knows exactly what you need that includes the amount of proteins carbohydrates minerals vitamins the bible says even before you ask how many of you asked for vitamins this morning how many of you asked for carbohydrates this morning 
He knows it even before you ask. You know, be set free from the concerns of life. You know, it'll do a, you will start to enjoy life. Life is not supposed to be spent in worry and, and fear and botherations. Enjoy the goodness of God. There's so much of goodness. So much of His goodness. That's right. You go to sleep. He gives to His beloved even in His sleep. Even while you're sleeping, His goodness comes to you. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about, worried about your life as to what you will eat and what you will drink. No, for your body as to what you will put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow, no reap, no gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than? Can you worth much more than the birds of the air? I want you to know that God's value concerning you, it's, it cannot be put to a, a number. You know, today when Pastor Vin was praying, he said, you're a servant of God. He esteems his servants highly. And he gives commandment concerning his servants. Give them double honor. Those who serve him are to be given double honor. And here we are living the life of birds. Here we are sparing the life of birds. But here the Bible says, you're worth more than? You're worth more than they. Are you not worth much more than they? And why are you worried about clothing? I love this. Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. And I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown in the furnace, will he not much more clothe you. Say much more. God is about the much more feeding and the much more clothing you. God is interested in much more feeding and much more clothing. So if you have a wardrobe that is overflowing, it's God's plan. You are in the right place. You have food, lots of food in the refrigerator, it's God's plan. It's God's plan. Don't feel guilty about it. I, I know people who feel very guilty. I got three pairs, of, three pairs of dress. I got three shirts. So guilty about it. And somebody gives them a fourth one. No, I already have three. But God is about say much more. Much more. The next time God puts in your heart to give some, something to somebody, don't go and take a, a peek into their wardrobe or their shoe rack. He already has got 10 pairs of shoes. It's all right. God put in your heart to give. Give. It's give. Because God is about much more. You exhibit the character of God 
when you bless somebody with much more say much more say much more much more hold the the person's cloth the person who's sitting next to you okay and say much more husbands can do it with some love much more because that much more will come forth from you much more he said much more say amen Ria is saying, Amen. Much more. Beeps. Much more. And Anil said, Amen. Much more. Let's look at the scripture. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 25. They captured fortified cities and a fertile land. They took possession of houses full of every good thing. Hewn cisterns, vineyards, olive grooves, fruit trees in abundance. Say abundance. So they ate, were filled and grew fat. You know, I praise the Lord. And reveled in your great goodness. Great goodness. Hallelujah. Great goodness. Much more. Much more. Hallelujah. Will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. Do not worry then saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? Or what will we wear? For clothing. For the Gentiles see, eagerly seek all these things. Say the Gentiles. You are not a Gentile. You are a Christian. You are once a Gentile. Now a Christian. You are a child of God. A child of God. That's why you are sons of light. You are royalty. Royalty. Walk around like one. For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly father knows what you need. That you need all these things. Your heavenly father knows. That he needs all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Now we are all excited about all these things will be added to you. But the truth is the excitement is in the, the first part. That you are called to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Now the, the insignificant things will be added to you. I'm not getting it. Your privilege is that you get to seek his kingdom. And this righteousness, all these little things will be added to you. It's part of the package. Now we make a big deal of all these things. And so we think, okay, we, so, so we are supposed to go and seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. No, no, no. Given the privilege to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added. You don't even have to strive about it. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to ask about it. You don't have to worry about it. It will be added to you. 
will be added to you. That's the God that we serve. God that we serve is into much more. Say much more. Say so much more. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. Let's go back to verse 24 before I close. <clears throat> so that verse 25 started like this, for this reason. Now we need to understand this re the reason. We need to pay close attention to the reason that we are not supposed to be worried. You know what's the reason? You serve one master. You serve one master. For this reason, do not be worried. Because you serve one master. I'm telling you, see, all the masters in this world, all the employers in this world, they will make, a, they'll make an offer. Okay. We'll give you so much amount of money every month. That's your salary. We'll give you so much of uh, perks and this and that. Okay? And that's it. Maybe on a yearly basis you get an increment. But nothing more than that. Maybe a bonus. Annual bonus. But you know how God provides? God says, whatever be your need, I'll provide. It's like an open check. Having a, a salary check which is open. You fill in, you can fill. Whatever you want. I provide for that because I'm your father. Now we need to understand these things. Now we strive for that which is not, I mean our striving is, is irrelevant. It's not needed. For this reason, what's the reason? Say one master. I serve one master. I don't serve God and wealth. I serve God. Wealth will serve me. I serve God. Wealth will serve me. I serve Jesus. Money will be my slave. You, know, you start living like that. I'm telling you, I've come to a place where, you know, I tell this to people. I say, I'm not worried about provision at all. It's long gone. My worry about provision and how I live, how I'll feed, how, how will I clothe myself, is long gone. Praise God. God dealt with much, but like before, even before I, you know, stepped out into full-time ministry. It was, it was settled once and for all. I don't doubt God's provision in my life. I've seen the goodness of God like, and I keep seeing it. I don't ask people for money. I don't beg. I don't steal. I don't borrow. No, I don't do any of those things because I know my God provides. Much more. Say much more. And that's God's plan for you. Much more. Now you want to serve mammon? You want to serve wealth? You will miss out on the much more. And you will have another thing also along with that. Worry and anxiety. That comes with that. Serving wealth will bring in Worry and anxiety. Serve Jesus. No worry. No anxiety. Much more. Much more. Much more. All the time. Much more. Much more. Much more. Much 
May this year be filled with testimonies of much more. Much more. Now I prophesy over you. Some of you are going to come up here and testify to this church about how God provided much more. Because you decided to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And that's your joy in life. That's your portion in life. Your great rejoicing is to seek the face of Jesus. Do not be worried about the petty things in life. What you will eat, what you will ring, what you will clothe yourself. Those things the Gentiles eagerly seek after. You see God. You see God. Be a worshipper this year. Be a worshipper this year. And all those things shall be added. Say much more. And I want you to close your eyes and prophesy over your life much more. Because I am seeking Jesus. Say I am seeking Jesus. I receive much more. I, I, I seek Jesus. I serve one master. His name is Jesus. No one can serve two masters. For either you will hate the one and love the other. Some of you think... That little bit of serving God and a little bit of serving money is okay. No, it's not. You will end up loving one and hating the other. So make up your mind. Serve Jesus. Serve Jesus. If you, if you try both, you might end up loving money more than Jesus. Or he will be devoted to one. And despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life. Hallelujah. As to what you will eat, what you will drink, know for your body, as to what you will put on. Life is more than food, body more than clothing. Hallelujah. Say, no worry. I choose not to worry. I choose not to be anxious. Because anxiety is a choice. A wrong choice. My, cho my choice is, say Jesus. My choice is Jesus. I serve Jesus. Amen. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. Hallelujah. Let's give thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to us this morning. <clears throat> Thank for the clarity of your word. Lord, we receive everything that you've spoken over us. You, you desire to see us serve you and you alone. And everything else, Lord, that is causing us to be, to be anxious, to be worried about in life. Lord, every wrong decision that we have made, every wrong kind of devotion and attention that we give to the things of this world, like how the Gentiles eagerly seek after those things, we don't want to be there. Thank you, Lord, that today you have corrected us. From this day on, Lord, we pray that you will help us to stay the course and to serve you alone and to trust you for everything. Because you are a God who will give us much more much more. 
is our portion in life. Than the birds of the air, than the lilies of the valley. Thank you, Father. The economies of this world will fail to provide. The systems of this world will fail to provide for us, but you will never fail. The worker is worthy of his wages. You are our master. We are your workmen. We are your workmen. And your word says, declares it over us, that a worker is worthy of his wages. Your God will never fail to give us what we need. In due season, you will provide. Thank you, Father. Lord, I speak, I speak life into every finances, wealth and money of your people. Everything concerning their finances, everything concerning their wealth, provision, I speak life, supernatural provision, much more provision for the glory of your name. As I choose to seek you more than anything else, Lord. Let them not be money-minded or wealth-driven, Lord. But I pray your people will be worshippers serving Christ alone. None among us shall, shall lack. None among us shall lack in any good thing. None among us shall lack in any good thing. But you will richly provide. Lord, we thank you for the testimonies that are lined up for the year. We're going to hear of provision flowing in. Miraculous provision flowing in. Because you're, you're true to your word. You're true to your word. That which you've promised us, you will fulfill. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the goodness of God in which we live. We are satisfied by your goodness. Thank you, Pai. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, this is Nishad Dilakoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.